0: Hello and welcome back to the Chronic Fatigue and Burnout Recovery Podcast. In today's episode, I wanted to create a little support strategy for managing the holiday season if you have fatigue or some other disease, condition or chronic illness which impacts your ability to operate as a, air quotes, normal human being. It is currently the very first week of November as I'm sitting here and recording this, and we've had quite a hectic weather, lots and lots of wind and rain, and it's definitely feeling very wintry. So it's got me thinking a little bit about the upcoming holiday season and how that can be challenging for people for various different reasons. There may be things that you want to do but you're not able to do due to your current health and that can bring up a lot of frustration um, or there can be anxiety. Or there may be things that you don't want to do but you feel obliged to do and that can also bring up a lot of anger and resentment, anxiety and fear. Generally, this time of year, as it gets closer towards Christmas, there can be a lot of triggers whether those are physical triggers in the form of food and eating and drinking a little bit differently, or people that you may have to spend time with or feel obliged to spend time with, and maybe family dynamics as well. Then they can also just be busier schedules. There's just more going on, more invitations more commitments if you have kids more school commitments things like that and just generally less downtime there can be a lot that feels out of control whether that's your food or your sleep or juggling different schedules with different family members and just generally later nights more going on increased financial pressure especially as we head into winter with an energy crisis on our hands not just our own physical energy but the world is in an energy crisis too and then can also just be that burden of constantly having to put boundaries in place and you know sometimes it just gets exhausting to set boundaries all the time because you might be experiencing a condition that people don't really understand and you constantly feel like you have to explain yourself and sometimes it just gets too much and then finally there can also be loneliness maybe loneliness because you are surrounded by people but they don't really get you or understand you or see you Or loneliness just because your family is on the other side of the world or there can even be grief, you know, if you've lost people that are important to you in your life. So loneliness comes through in various different ways. And so these are just some of the reasons why I think that the festive season can be challenging. I've jotted down as many as I could think of, but if I haven't named your experience specifically, I hope that you'll still be able to feel seen through this episode and hopefully get some useful information to navigate this season. So I've broken my support or recommendations down into four main areas. And the first area is to set intentions. Intentions are your guide, they are your north star or your reference point that you can continue to come back to you as you navigate this season because there may be things that you need to navigate and you want to make sure that you're staying connected to what matters. And here it's about asking yourself what is important. If the next four or six weeks are going to go by, they're going to happen whether you like it or not. But you do have some control and some agency over what unfolds. And you do have the ability to manage the outcomes, even if it's not perfect. So what is important to you in this time? Is it actually important to you that you embrace the season of winter, You hunker down, you take things slowly, you take things quietly and you focus on your health and you focus on rest. Or maybe it is a time just to forget that you're on a healing journey and just enjoy being a normal human being for a little while. Maybe it's really important for you in this time to connect with friends, the people who see you the most. Or maybe family is the most important thing and That might actually be setting boundaries around engagements with friends to prioritize just your core family unit, however that looks for you. So here I think the big question you might just want to journal on if you were to use this episode as a journaling exercise would be what matters? What is the experience that you want to have or you want to create over the next few weeks, four to six weeks? And as I said already, maybe it is just a time to let loose and not have to think so much about healing. And maybe if that is the case, you'll need some strategies to curb anxiety around making some more, um, I want to say, free choices about being a little bit more relaxed with how you're looking after yourself. Or maybe health is the most important thing and what you might need here is to get clear on what the boundaries are. What do you need across the next few weeks? What is okay? What is not okay? And how do you make others aware of these expectations in advance? And then finally, maybe I said already it's friends or it's family. And how can you do that and make your relationships important, but in a way that is still supportive of your health? Remember, you don't have to throw everything all away. There is also the ability to have both. And so Here I would encourage you just to remember that everything we do, we do for a feeling. Human beings are notorious for moving away from pain and moving towards pleasure. And so if we are running away from pain, we just want to make sure that we also know where we are running to. So I would encourage you to consider what is it that you want to feel Over the next few weeks How do you want this experience To unfold for you And what is going to be important For that to happen And you may want to just pause Listening to this podcast for a moment Take a little bit of time Just to sit quietly and think And maybe just journal down Some thoughts Or some answers to that question So that was the first point That I wanted to raise Is to set your intentions to be intentional about how you use your time, what you say no to, what you say yes to, and making sure you stay connected to what matters. That acts as your framework or your North Star that you can continue to look towards over the next few weeks. Then number two on my list, which will probably not surprise you, is Nervous System Care. And here we need tools and strategies to self-regulate. And I'm probably preaching to the choir here, but I think this is an ongoing thing that we all need. Whether you have a chronic fatigue condition or not, the whole world needs tools and strategies to self-regulate, whether it is the festive season or not. But we definitely want to make sure we are leaning on and using these tools across this upcoming time. We definitely don't want to be abandoning them now. And if you're not quite sure what I'm referring to here, you can listen to the previous podcast episode on the nervous system. And if you feel that you actually need some tools, then there is the Nurturing Resilience Program, which I offer. We're currently in a round or cohort at the moment, but you can always join the next one, which will be early next year. And so the reason why we need nervous system self-care is we're going to be exposed to triggers And we'll want to be able to manage ourselves and self-regulate when we're exposed to triggering situations, whether that is the presence of certain people, certain conversations that might be coming up. And even in some cases, food triggers, eating foods that could be potentially triggering to your system. We also need the nervous system to be well regulated to set healthy boundaries. So when the nervous system is dysregulated, we may find that our boundaries are too loose, too flexible, or we may find that our boundaries are too rigid, and then we're sort of shutting ourselves off In the name of self-protection But unfortunately that self-protection Also creates disconnection And that can exacerbate Some of these seasonal feelings of loneliness So I'm going to actually talk A little bit more about boundaries In a moment So I won't talk about boundaries Too much just yet But just to say that we need A well-regulated nervous system As the foundation for setting healthy boundaries And then we may also need nervous system self care to curb anxiety around food, alcohol, staying up late or If our symptoms are exacerbated because we are eating a little bit differently, staying out a little bit later, then we don't want to spiral into worry and anxiety about an increase in symptoms. In fact, that will probably further exacerbate the symptoms. So we want to have some ways that we can self-regulate so we're not becoming overly anxious about the change in routine or overly anxious about things that feel out of control. So here, when we're thinking about nervous system self-care, I hope if you're listening to this podcast, you already have a toolbox. You're already like, yes, I know what to do here. I know how to manage myself. But if you don't, this is maybe a nudge to consider What is the next step for you when it comes to supporting your nervous system? And there are some free resources on my blog, on my podcast. There's my nervous system mini course, and then obviously the Nurturing Resilience program as well. So once we've got nervous system care sorted, the next thing I thought might be helpful is just a little conversation around eating and drinking. Because it is a time of year when we want to be enjoying ourselves a little bit more, being a little bit more relaxed. And there's also just temptation in the way. You're socializing over food, maybe. You're seeing people and you're having big meals. And there's a lot of excess and a lot of celebration happening. And this is where it's important to come back to your intentions for this time because your intention might be just to relax and enjoy some of the delicious food that's available or your intentions might be actually continuing to work on my health is the most important thing and I know if I want to do that I can't be as relaxed about my diet Now, obviously here different people respond to dietary change in different ways I know personally that when I eat well I feel well and my preference is maybe 80 to 90 percent of the time to be eating really really good food but that is my preference and it doesn't have to be yours. So When I manage my food and drink over holidays and celebrations and birthdays, I just try and do the best I can most of the time. And here are some of the minimum benchmarks that I like to hit. So number one is hydration. Hydration is just super important for nourishing the cells and supporting the kidneys in detoxification. So we want to make sure we're hydrating throughout the day. The best way to know if you're drinking enough water is to make sure that you are urinating a pale yellow color. So anything that's starting to look too dark probably means you need to be drinking a little bit more water. Obviously, if you're taking B vitamins, you may have bright yellow urine. You won't actually be able to judge the color of your urine. And hydration can also include electrolytes. So especially if you are going to have a few dehydrating beverages like alcohol or maybe you're drinking more caffeine, then having some electrolytes could be really beneficial to keep hydration levels up. Then the next thing is just how you manage things like sugar, alcohol and higher carbohydrate foods. Obviously, these foods are going to cause a dysregulation in blood sugar, and that dysregulation in blood sugar can be very activating for the nervous system. It can be responsible for increasing inflammation. So high levels of insulin can increase histamine production. So if you are someone who's histamine sensitive, you might need to be supporting a little bit more with certain supplements to offset the increase in insulin possible increase in histamine and then these foods can also cause dysregulation in blood sugar which impacts sleep and then we know if we don't sleep well we don't recover well and then we feel worse so my recommendation is that if you can it's not always possible to prioritize things like sugary foods if you're going to have a treat or a dessert alcohol if you're choosing to have a drink and higher carb meals so meals that are sort of outside of your day-to-day carbohydrate tolerance if you can prioritize these at lunchtime rather than the evening this means that you can have the rest of the day to reset rebalance blood sugar and this may be better for sleep and recovery. Obviously, it's not always possible to do this. But if you are able to turn down the dessert, if you're out for dinner, um, and that fits within your intentions for th- the weeks that you have set, then maybe that's a better choice than having a, a whole plate of french fries or roasted potatoes and then a dessert and alcoholic drink and then hoping to have a good night's sleep. Obviously, everybody does respond differently. Maybe that will make you sleep fantastically. I don't know. And in addition to this, just to say that alcohol is probably also best with a meal, and not on an empty stomach. There are certain drinks that may work better for your system. So for example, wines, um, you know, fermented foods may be a little bit more challenging, especially if there's any mold toxicity going on. And um, cleaner foods or cleaner drinks like spirits, for example, tequila could be a better option for you. And With this type of thing, I think trial and error is usually the best way to go, not to say try go through your festive season trying all the different drinks to see which ones are better for you, but you may already know by now which drinks are a little bit more gentle on your system as a whole. Then if you can, also just aim to really still keep a focus on protein and veg. So if you are going to have a dessert, make sure you have a good amount of protein and a good amount of veg in your main meal. And if you can also control the things that are within your control. So if you can control your breakfast and you can control your lunch, aim to eat really well at these meals to offset how you may be eating at other meals later in the day. If you're invited to a party, you can offer to bring something that you know will work well for you, something high protein or something high veg. So you know, at the very least, you'll have a big salad option or a big, protein option that will help to stabilize and balance blood sugar but it is all about personal choice and your own body you probably have a sense by now of how well your body responds to eating certain things or not eating certain things. And as long as your intentions align with your choices, then this should feel pretty good. And you should come to the end of the festive season feeling content in your choices instead of feeling disappointed that your health has gone backwards or feeling that you Messed up and you made yourself unwell or having any regret So keeping your intentions as a north star is going to help to guide you And so then the final piece is a piece on boundaries And obviously there are lots of boundaries that you may need to set over the next few weeks There may be boundaries around rest So what when you're available, when you're not available for ultimately boundaries that are set in place to help protect your your needs. So here it's good to connect to your intention and connect to what do I need to honor this intention? What are the rules I need to honor around rest? What are the rules I need to honor around food and drink? What are the rules I need to honor around connection? So there may be boundaries about Who are the most important people who need to get the bulk of your energy across this time versus those people who you maybe feel obliged to spend time with, but actually they're not the most important people in your life. You may need to set boundaries around who you spend your time with and who you don't spend your time with. There may also be certain boundaries just around conversations. So perhaps triggering conversations that are very activating for you. You may need to communicate what you're not prepared to talk about. You may also need to communicate boundaries around your health. So is your health something that's open for discussion or is it something that you would prefer not to talk about? I know that some people can be quite sensitive to talking about their health because they feel misunderstood or they don't feel adequately seen or heard or they maybe feel judged and therefore they don't want to talk about their health. For me personally, I was always very open to talking about my health because I wanted people to understand it was such a big part of my life and such a big thing that I was going through. And then to just have nobody even ask me about it when it was probably the biggest thing that was going on in my life at the time was just a bit strange and a bit weird. And I actually welcomed the opportunity to talk about my health so I could help people understand me better but that's a personal choice and it's not for everyone and there may just be also certain people in your life that you can't have these types of conversations with so we want to think about where are the boundaries what do they need to be And what are the important needs that we need to protect? Because ultimately, that's what the boundaries are there for. And as I've touched on already, we ultimately need to have a healthy and regulated nervous system to set healthy boundaries. When we are regulated within ourselves, then we are already energetically setting a boundary. Because we just feel in our body like this is what we're available for, this is what we're not available for. And then obviously from that place we can use our words to set a boundary and this is where it can be a little bit tricky. Some people, especially people pleasing people or people with people pleasing tendencies, may fear having a conversation about setting a boundary because they may fear conflict, they may be worried about that person judging them, they may be worried about upsetting somebody else. But this is where your nervous system work comes in, is if you can approach a conversation from a regulated space, it's much easier to set a verbal boundary, which might just look like saying, you know, I'm not comfortable talking about that, or I'm not comfortable talking about my health, or I'm not comfortable eating those foods, but these foods work really well for me. Or if we're going to eat this for dinner, could we also have some vegetables on the side because that works really well for me? So you can set boundaries in a very easy, gentle way. And often people feel that boundaries are creating a wall, but boundaries are actually saying, this is what I need so that I can be in relationship with you. It's about saying this relationship is really important to me. And in order for this relationship to be healthy and serve me as much as it serves you, these are the needs that I require. And that's all the boundary is. So if you can approach a boundary from that place of softness, of gentleness, of saying here, this relationship matters to me and this is what I need. That can really help. And then finally, if verbal boundaries are not honored, we may need to take a specific action. So this might mean that we need to remove ourselves from certain situations. We may need to decline certain events. There may be specific actions which we need to take to protect ourselves, protect our nervous systems and protect our energy. And so really, as I reflect on everything I've shared with you, the main things that you want to think about are what matters most, what is important as you move through this time, what are the things you want to say yes to, and what are the things you want to say no to. Then you are supporting your nervous system to regulate so that you can maintain at first the boundaries you've set with yourself, And then further down the line, the boundaries that you need to set with other people, because a huge part of this work is really just setting the boundaries so that your needs get met. But you also need to decide what are the important needs that you have to have met to be successful as you move through this time. Then obviously I did talk a little bit about the eating and drinking piece. Those are more just tips from a nutritional perspective. Also remember that when we are eating well and sleeping well and staying hydrated and not overindulging in coffee and alcohol, then our nervous system is in a more regulated place. So I hope that has been helpful. I hope it's given you a little bit of food for thought as we enter into this festive season. And I hope you can enjoy the season, make the most of this time and celebrate it in a way that is important and meaningful to you.